Caleb, how can you not be excited about talking about anything that is sweet and tasty, which is what we're going to be talking about? But I haven't had uh, lunch today, uh, so uh oh, no sound. No, you're cut. You're cut off now. No sound from from your side. Let's see if it if it kicks you back in. Nothing yet. I can't hear you. No, cannot hear you. Let's see if it kicks back in. Anything? Anything? Testing, testing, testing. Now you went mute. It's like the sound kicked you into a new universe. How about now? Can you? There we are. Look at that. It must be my headset. Okay. All right. It didn't like the live, I guess. <laughs> All right. So what I said, uh, I, I mean, I could keep going. Uh, I said it's really hard not to get excited about talking about things that are sweet and delicious. And that's what we're going to talk about. So <laughs> It's true. Very true. All right. <laughs> what I love to start off with is the personal journey. Tell me how you even get into this place. Uh, what's your franchise story? Yeah, so I won't. I could talk about it for days, but I'll, I'll make it as brief as I can. So I actually uh, was playing college football, and I, me and my teammates, we would always go up to the local Pelicans after workouts because they were great. It was super hot after running, and we would always we went very often. And I learned that if you get a job at the the snowball place, then you get free snowballs. So that was my initial. <laughs> I was like, well, that makes sense to me, you know. And so I started working there just kind of part time. And uh, over the last the next two years uh, of my college career, I worked there throughout the summers and then I graduated, attempted to play in the NFL, didn't quite make it. And so I finally decided, hey, you know, I need to hang my cleats up and start uh, figuring out how to make some money. And so I went back to the franchisee that I was working for and they ended up hiring me as a regional manager over three of their locations that they owned. Uh, that franchisee also was the first one of the first uh, we call them territory developers. You may know it as master franchisee, franchisee but um, that store I started working at was the 10th store in the company in 2013. And he was the first territory developer. So I ended up working for him, managing his three stores and then helping him develop uh, his territory in the Charlotte, North Carolina area over the next couple of years. And we ended up growing his territory to about 55 locations. And um, at that point, you know, Pelicans was never really meant to to franchise when it was first founded. Uh, and so the founder at the time, he grew it until about 2017. We had maybe 65-ish locations or so. And he ended up selling the company to two franchisees. And the one that I worked for was one of those that ended up acquiring the company. And that started my journey. He came, he went from territory developer, franchisee to co-CEO owner of the company and brought me on just kind of, Hey, come along for the ride and, and uh, help me develop this thing. So that started in 2018. And uh, I also opened up my own franchise location in 2018. So I've been a franchisee as well since then. So that's awesome. The rest is history. So, all right. So go, go backwards. Where, where did you play college football? I was at UNC Charlotte in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And so 
how does this shift? I mean, and I'm always fascinated by this. You 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 have this dream, and probably everything is dialed into this dream of making the NFL. And when it is, and when you get to the point where that dream that that chapter is going to close, I would imagine you still have the same mindset that you're going to cross apply to business. You just had to push a hard reset and say, "Well, my new my new dream is to become a successful business owner." Yeah. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. Uh, I, I kind of have always, I remember working out when I was in middle school and, and I was always telling myself, if I'm going to play college football, I have to play division one or I'm not going to play at all. And that kind of transferred through college career. I went to a military junior college, you know, I was getting recruited there. So even there, I said, if I don't get recruited division one, I'm going to go into the military and do seals or anything like that. So it's always kind of been um, highest level or nothing at all for me. And I think that resonates with a lot of athletes. Um, and so af after I didn't end up making the NFL, I did have to just switch gears, you know, and as, as part of what athletes do is they, they perform well and, and throughout adversity. And, uh, you know, so I just said, Hey, you know, instead of football, I've been doing it for 15 years, but I said, I know Pelicans. I, I know the, the, the brand I'm familiar. I love it. It's fun. And um, I basically just said, I'm going to dive into this and see. I always wanted to open my own business. So I kind of knew it was something I'd seen done a couple of times by other people that I knew. So uh, I just kind of dove into it. And when they brought me on with the uh, corporate side of things, I said, hey, if we're going to do it, we need to do it big. So that's why we're, you know, we're at 217 locations now. Um, so it's kind of blown up over the, the last few years. So I would imagine you understanding how to mentally deal with not making the NFL also gave you some tools because as a franchisee, you were a franchisee during COVID. I would right. imagine under, understanding that letdown and understanding that when you fall, you're going to get back up gave you some of the tools on how to navigate COVID. Is that accurate too? Somewhat COVID for us was a little bit of a different animal. COVID actually on, on the development side, we struggled a little bit. We only opened eight locations throughout COVID, which arguably was is good, you know. Yeah. Um, but from a franchisee standpoint, our stores did really well. A lot of our stores actually had record years uh, because they're all external walk-up windows. There wasn't a lot of dine-in. In North and South Carolina, where most of our locations are, we're not even under Department of Health. So, uh, you know, the people were home and they needed somewhere to go that that was open and fun and outside. And we were that option, you know, so the COVID wasn't too bad for us. We actually opened our first location in New York city in 2020 in long Island. So uh, the Valley stream store that's up there. So I was there for that. That was an inch. That was the first time I had put on mask on was when we went to New York. So, <laughs> But do you yeah. feel that being a franchisee and growing a franchise gives you an advantage when you're talking to a candidate that it would be really hard. I mean, you're, you, you would not not validate and you're already right. validating. Did that right. give you an asset in the sales process? I, I do. I, and I talk about it almost every discovery that we have uh, and not just myself, but both of our, our owners and co-CEOs still to this day are multi-unit franchisees. They still own and, Greg Fatul, my boss, he was uh, at an event yesterday shaving snowballs. Uh, so, you know, it's it's from the top down. Uh, and myself, my colleague Adam, he owns three stores. 
Greg owns three stores. Randall owns three stores. John, he owns four stores. You know, he does our training. So, uh, you know, everybody in our corporate office, except for one of us, is a franchisee. And I think that is just very powerful when it comes to a testimony. And not only that, but from a standpoint of the typical fears that you have going into a franchise is, well, they're going to beat me over the head with fees and they're going to not really take us into account when their decision making as far as new contracts go and implementing mandatory items and things like that. So it, it affects us personally. You know, every decision we make, we test in our personal stores and then we run it out and push it to franchisees. And uh, I think that's super powerful. That's great. So what's what's your dream now is on the franchisee standpoint? What, what's your dream? What do you want to accomplish on that side of uh, your life and business? Yeah. So uh, personally, uh, you know, the, the territory I'm in from a Pelican standpoint is pretty saturated. It's one of the oldest territories in the company. So if I was to open or acquire another store, it would most likely be purchasing an existing store. Uh, there's not really any available territory where I'm at for expansion in the Pelicans where I'm uh, on the other side of my family, my wife, she owns a uh, prominent pageant dress business, Grace Kelly's prominent pageant, formal wear. So she's one of the largest retailers in the state of South Carolina. So we're, we're both pretty entrepreneur driven and always looking into different models from a franchisee standpoint. Um, you know, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, I'm sure you can relate to that. You, you never stop dreaming and thinking about what's next. Um, but, you know, on the franchisor side, I say pretty busy. So it's it's tough to do both but you know it's one of those things that i feed off of i love being busy and just constantly going and and just always trying to to build and grow uh any companies that i'm a part of i love it all right let's shift gears let's get into the into the franchise opportunity tell me tell me what the opportunity is uh and typically i would assume the pathway is i'm a fan of the brand I'm inquiring about ownership, but talk, talk a little bit on the on the franchise opportunity. Tell me what what it is there. Yeah, Pelicans is very unique for a lot of ways, but one of the main things is that we, you know, we've completely grown organically. So we've never spent a dime on ad spend. We've never gone to a trade show as of we're doing our first one in Nashville this year, but. Um, you know, so 217 locations is completely organic. So majority of the franchisees we have either are customers or they have family or friends that are customers. Um, and so there's an automatic love for the product and the brand. And we've really positioned ourselves to appeal to the person that most likely has worked a job their whole life. They don't really know how or where to start with opening a business. Uh, They know that they may have always wanted to, they have some equity in their home, they have some savings built up and, you know, they maybe wouldn't qualify for a million dollar plus capital start, but they may be able to get their hands on a hundred thousand and, you know, transfer the way they make money to control more of their time. And so that's really how how we positioned ourselves to, to that person. And also the young person, because we have, you know, I started my store when I was 25. John Bullock, he started, he's 24, turning 25, and he has four locations in Pelicans. Adam Aldridge, he's 26. He has three or yeah, three locations. So we have multiple, I could name probably a dozen franchisees in our system that are multi-unit owners under 25 or 26 years old. And so, you know, it's a huge 
part of the franchising world that I think doesn't get talked about a lot is, you know, you look into a franchise most of the time, if it's anything worth investing, it's going to be pretty hefty to get into, um, you know, if you're going to make any money relatively quickly. Um, and so I think that's where we've tried to position and structure our brand to be able to train and teach people actually how to run a business and, and invest into them enough to where they feel comfortable with and, you know, trusting us with their hard-earned money for the last 30 years they may have in a retirement yeah, right. account, whatever the case may be. So I'm going to go back to a franchisee question because I'm curious. How how did you come up with the funds to become a franchise owner so young? Oh, going straight for it. So I had no money <laughs> when I started. I And this I talk about this all, all the time because people always ask. You know, I was two years out of college. I was working a I was bartending and I was working a regional manager job for three Pelicans locations. Right. So I by no means was was raking in the dough. Uh, and so I had to get creative. And and most of our franchisees do. Uh, I ended up doing a personal loan with uh, a family member that co-signed on it for me. I had another friend of the family that lent me some money and I had a little bit of, of cash saved up. Not much. Uh, and so that was my start. And and I, the day that I opened my store, I literally had a dollar and 87 cents in my checking account. And and I'll never I screenshotted it. I still have it. <laughs> but, you know, that and that's one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about what I do with our franchisees is I never want them to be at that point where is that close of a call. You know, I've, I've been through that and it's very stressful. So, um, you know, that's one of the, the things I'm very passionate about with helping these people open up. All right, a few comments on that. One, if you ever play in the XFL, where I think you'd have a triple-digit number, it should be one one eight seven. Like that should be uh, that should be the number. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it, it, we, I talked with a franchise owner uh, of a, a smoothie brand, uh, and he said, in retrospect, they should like they shouldn't have qualified me. They should have said no. Uh, he now owns like thirty some stores uh makes tons of money and i said to him i said no they should have they probably didn't know what they were seeing but i said the the currency and value and grit and hustle is so under undervalued when it comes to qualifying a franchisee we tend to say do you have x amount of money yay or nay and if it's no there's not another pathway and for you it's like no i don't have that but I'm going to go take, uh, I'm going to go get a secure loan with someone that I know. I'm going to borrow some money over here. I'm going to risk it all because I feel that my currency and grid and hustle is more superior than what the cash means. Right. So when you open on day one with less than two bucks in your, in your pocket, you probably, I mean, you had, you, you actually had millions in equity inside because you're like, I'm not going to let this fail. And which, which, you know, if I'm, if I, evaluating you and now knowing you for 18 minutes uh that that's the mindset of an athlete too i mean when you go all in you go all in like you're gonna you're gonna do everything possible to make it and so you know i think that's unfortunately in franchising uh franchise form can't evaluate whether you have greater hustle or not you know yeah right and that's one of the reasons as you look through our website you know, you go to apply and you see a $120 application fee. It's like, wait a minute, I can't even apply without paying 120 bucks. And that's changed a lot over the years. It used to be, you know, just submitted inquiry, uh, but I was getting thousands of them. 
And after talking with 20% of them, maybe one of them would have had a shot at actually opening something because it's everybody that's a customer. They come up, you know, you'll see lines 30 feet long at, at our storefronts and everybody wants to do it. And I love that. Uh, but there also has to be some sort of like, you have to have some skin in the game, you know? And so if I, if we didn't do that, you know, that also helps funds background and credit screenings, things like that. But um, you know, it's it's just amazing the people that put applications in. We actually just yesterday rolled out. Um, uh, I, I came up with a, a, a program called PERP, which is the Pelicans internal referral program. So for our existing franchisees only, if they submit a referral and they end up signing, they get a twenty five hundred dollar check in the mail. You know, so we're trying to do things where, you know, we understand who our customer is. We understand who our franchisee is. And, you know, paying for leads and getting the angel investors coming in on 20 locations. It just we're an owner operator company. It's it's built for the the hometown hero. And, you know, it's that's that's who we who we cater to and who we really want to, to see take advantage of this brand. I think that's awesome. Do you have are you making an earnings claim in item 19? Um, yes, I believe we are. Um, I'd have to go back and look at, at what it is. You know, mo- our average store is going to do around 150,000 in gross revenue in a season, seven months or so. Um, you know, we have, I would say 75% of them do over a hundred thousand. We do have about 30, 35 locations or so that are doing anywhere from two to 400,000 in revenue. So, you know, really the money comes in the mar- the margin, you know, you have like a seven or eight percent cost of goods, you know, it's, it's very, very low. So your yeah. margins, if you're working your store and you're not paying a bunch of employees to sit there and do nothing, then you can pull in 30, 40, sometimes 50% profit uh, just because it's, you're freezing water and putting syrup over it, you know? So, <laughs> well, and, and this is, I, my advice for you ends up being slightly different because you don't have an issue awarding franchises. At some point, you may hit a snag, and you can look at the map. Like you, you have no problem awarding franchises in the clusters that you occupy. But even for you, you're like, I can't scale anymore. We're pretty much saturated. Yeah. And so, if you think about, okay, what's the story outside? And you're you're going to exhibit in in Nashville. I mean, the the things that I see missing, I would I would play up. Like it's more than a snowball. Is it's just like it's it's verbiage that doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And so to the to the buyer, what I just heard there strong margins let's let's you're you're selling water frozen water um and i also heard the seasonality i mean when you think about how much money spreads when you only have to be open for as a seasonal business and you're making good volumes on an initial investment that's somewhere between 70 and 200 i mean it it changes it because now you can play up the family card which I'll say every every single franchisee that I've ever talked with, I'm like, why are you doing this? And it's something for their family. Right. The other thing that that what I see when I go to the site is, and you may have heard me say this before, but brands don't sell brands, people do. Right. And you are such like you create smiles and happiness. And you probably do the same for your franchisees. And the fact when you started rattling off how people in the corporate own units too that adds such validation to this thing but it's buried it's not a part of that and so if if i bought this business tomorrow i would say dude we got to put you on the front of this website 
talking about the business because or or taking your success story page and almost reversing it and making that the the landing page because that's that's why you want to buy you know yeah yeah and, and that's reassuring to hear you say that we actually we've been focusing a lot on that lately we we uh have hired a, a company that is about we have our last video shoot uh tomorrow actually and we're doing a bunch of franchisee testimonials that we really haven't captured before uh a, a bunch of uh just really trying to show our story like at we're, we're doing the shoots at store locations true customer value ads and uh you know it's it's gonna be exciting to see and to get those posted up so people can can start to see those and, and hear other people's stories um just like you were saying i love it i think you're taking the right pathway so to the ghost candidate that's out there, they've never tried the product. They may be looking at the space. Maybe they're looking at frozen treats. Maybe they're just looking at food in general. Maybe they're looking at seasonal businesses. If they happen upon this, what do you want them to know about this, this business? What I tell everybody is, you know, Pelicans has found a way to really cater to a lot of different people that are in the business world, whether you're uh, the person that wants to come in and open one location and maybe exchange that for the job you're working and work your own business and, and do that, or somebody that does want to come in in an undeveloped territory and, you know, sign a five, a five unit deal. Uh, we have both that have been successful in this model and it, you know, or maybe the 20 year old that has some parents that are super supportive, you know, it, it's, it goes all over the place. Um, you know, I have some people that are medical doctors. I have some people that are college dropouts, you know? And so it really just comes down to, you know, why are you opening a franchise? Why are you looking into the, the space that you're looking at? Is it, is it because you want to change the way you make money? Do you want to have a good time while you're running a business and have customers come up that are smiling and in good moods and, and be a pillar in your community? Like, or you just care about the dollar amount, uh, you know? And, and so it really comes down to asking that question to yourself. But, you know, we, we have lots of different examples of, of people that are in our system. And, you know, it's very rare that I find somebody unless they just don't line up with our core values uh, is from a personality standpoint that we couldn't cater to from a, a potential franchisee. I love it. I mean, look, you're, you're doing things the right way. I love that you haven't spent a dime on, on marketing yet and you got to build up this great foundation. I love that you're a franchisee as well. Uh, I love that you're a success story and you're, you're young, which means you've set, you've set your tone that now whatever you want to accomplish in business gets set up. So yeah. Uh, I think, it, I think it's awesome. I really appreciate you sharing that story and, you know, anybody that's searching in the category, um, you know, they would be lucky to, to land on you guys and put you into the mix of, of brands to take a look at. So, yeah, uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Means, Caleb, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the time. This is another episode of meet the Zor. for Caleb. I'm Nick. Take care, everybody. Yeah. See ya. Yeah.